Hello, and a good Wednesday to everyone. First of all, a little bit about what we're doing. We are doing here. We are going to begin releasing um, a podcast on each and every Wednesday as we journey through the book of Acts. Now, this won't take the place, obviously, of the midweek that we're not doing right now, but maybe it'll be something to keep us kind of kind of tuned in um, with a little bit of study in God's Word. And I think it could be very beneficial to us. Uh, the book of Acts is something is a book I definitely want us to take a look at in one of our Wednesday nights sometime at some point in the future. And we're not going to do this like we would do on a typical Wednesday night. This is um, I'm not going to put a lot of commentary type study or or word word study in this. This is just going to be my thoughts um, personally as we work our way through the Book of Acts. Also, collecting a few thoughts from some of the guys that I meet with on Friday mornings because we're also working through the Book of Acts. So. Um, Hope you're not disappointed by that. Um, we'll try to draw something from it that I think um, will be beneficial to to all of us, and we'll just see how it goes. A little bit about Acts. Um, Acts of the Apostles is is it's really, and that's kind of the subtitle of it. the The shorter version is just Acts, but um, the bigger title is the Acts of the Apostles, and it could be rightfully it could rightfully claim the title of the only real history book in the New Testament. The first four books of the New Testament are more narratives. Um, obviously, there's a lot of history contained within them, um, but they are the story of Jesus from the perspective of four different authors. And then a lot of what we have in the rest of the New Testament is just various letters written to people, to churches, um, and during the time frame of what we see. Um, taking place during the book of Acts. And then obviously, you know, we get to the end of our New Testament and we get prophecy um, in, in Revelation. So, the book of Acts, it is the history book of the New Testament. If you were to be go, if you were going to seminary or Bible college or something like that, this would be considered an early freshman course uh, because it's, history is very important to tie us into um, uh, the time frame of when a lot of the things within the New Testament took place. Um, Acts is also written by um, Dr. Luke. And Acts is actually the second part of a two-part series. Luke wrote for who was probably, because of the way in which Luke refers to him, the most excellent Theophilus. Uh, he was probably a royal, uh, a member of royalty in some way, or at least a high-ranking official um, within the Roman Empire. And what you have here is, is him wanting an account, first of all, of the life of Jesus. So we get that, and it's just entitled by the name of the author, Luke, in our Gospels. And then you move, um, you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, and Acts is written by Luke as well. And it is the second part. This is like, now what happens after Jesus died and arose? What comes next? And so that's where we get our history book of the book of Acts. Now, looking at chapter 1, um, first of all, I, I hope you've had an opportunity to read Acts chapter 1. If you have not had that opportunity as of yet, go ahead and push pause on this. I'll give you just a few seconds here in between so you won't miss anything. But push pause and go ahead and read um, Acts chapter 1. Again, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, then you have Acts. So why don't you go ahead and do that? 
Okay, hopefully you've pushed pause again. You're back with me. And um, now what we have as we look to the book of Acts, we're just going to kind of go through this a little bit. This is kind of um, the precursor, if you will, or um, the prequel to the actual Acts of the Apostles, because the Apostles aren't doing a whole lot in chapter 1 as of yet. Um, Jesus is still around at this point. And uh, what we have here in in the very first chapter is we see a few things that Jesus did in a short period of time while he was here on earth after his resurrection, a period of about 40 days. And what took place in this time is, first of all, he presented himself to his followers. Now, this was not just the apostles. There were also who we would probably call disciples or other followers of Jesus. And you can see in the book of Acts the num- that they are numbered and even gives us an idea of who they are. Um, well, Jesus presented himself to them on multiple occasions, and he gave them ammunition for the job that was ahead of them. And his ammunition that he gave, him, gave them was evidence, evidence that he did rise from the dead, that it was a physical resurrection, and that he was absolutely, positively real. Um, In the first century church, the eyewitness evidence, the eyewitness testimony of people who saw Jesus alive was vitally important. So Jesus presented himself to his followers. He gave them evidence as ammunition for their future task, and he also gave them his word. And his word was this. He said, power is coming. Now, Jesus had already alluded to this to his closest followers, his apostles, saying that the helper was coming and that helper would be the Holy Spirit. And he tells them again, there is power coming to you. And following that word that he gave them, he gave them instruction. He said, go to Jerusalem and wait because power is coming. So, and then after this, Jesus rises into heaven. He ascends into heaven in the presence of these people, these followers of his. And these, <laughs> these followers of his, they are completely just dumbstruck by what they see. And these followers, understand, these are apostles, capital A, apostles, Those are the chosen ones of Jesus that he chose, those 12. Actually, there's 11 now. More about that here in a second um, because Judas is dead at this point. Um, But those 12, well, as I said, now 11 apostles, but there's also followers of Jesus, his disciples, his his followers. And amongst that group was his family, some of his family, his mother, um, his, um, his brothers. And that's interesting to me because remember, Jesus is brothers were not fans of his ministry before the death crucifix before his death burial and resurrection okay so we have these followers of Jesus looking into the sky until Jesus disappears from their sight and there's no telling how long they would have stood there they're just and I don't blame them. I mean, that would have been a fascinating thing to behold, but also a frightening thing to behold because I think they probably got this finally this realization sunk in that He's really leaving. He is really leaving. What are we going to do now? And they're there watching this take place. Keep in mind, before Jesus ascends into heaven, this tells you how clueless the apostles still were to the very reason why Jesus came. At this point, they were still clueless because they said, well, now is it at the time that you're going to restore the world power, the kingdom to Israel? And um, they're like, man, he beat death. He rose from the dead. That's a a pretty powerful leader. Who's going to stand before this guy? 
they're still clueless about what Jesus was really here for. And as I've already said, they're dumbfounded. They're looking into the sky, and it took angels. You do wonder how long they would have looked into that sky if the angels didn't show up. It took angels to show up, and they had to show themselves and tell them, do what you're told, go back to Jerusalem, and wait. The way in which you saw Jesus leave, you're going to see him return again in that same way one day. So that's exactly what the apostles do. They, they, the, the followers, they, they gather up and they head back to Jerusalem and they wait. Now, and we're not quite to chapter 2 yet because chapter 2 is what they're waiting for. And we'll look at that next week. One more thing though. While they are waiting, they made a very important decision. And it's, 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 a, it's something that we don't want to overlook when you see in the second half of chapter 1. You see that they understand, they know that there's only 11 of these closest followers, these apostles now. Well, there were 12. So they feel that they need to replace Judas. So what they do is they, they put two people in front of them, two men in front of them to choose from. Now, there were some stipulations about these two guys. First and foremost, they, that this man would have to be somebody who was with Jesus from the beginning of his ministry, and they entitle that by the day of his baptism, to his end, and his leaving of his ministry, which they had just witnessed. So that was very, very important to them. And the reason for that is because the, this apostle had to be an eyewitness of everything Jesus did and everything that Jesus taught. So they put a couple of men before them, and you can read, look there near the end of, of chapter 1, and they end up picking a guy by the name Matthias, but they don't really technically pick him. They drew lots. Now, an interesting thing about that is the fact that... Um, there goes my cell phone. Sorry about that. The interesting thing about that fact is this. Uh, you will see lots drawn on a number of occasions throughout the Bible. This is the last time you will ever see it. It will never happen again. And the drawing of the lots, you, it'd be kind of like drawing the short stick. It's like drawing straws is probably how we, will, we would call it, something like that. Probably one of the more famous times that this takes place um, from Scripture is when the prophet Jonah, um, and he was on the boat fleeing from God, and the lot was drawn, and it was him who was fleeing, and that's the reason that all the members of that boat, including Jonah, were in a storm, and they were about to die. Um, that's probably the most famous time, but there were other times when this took place. But this is the last time Ever. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is the last time that the people of God drew lots to make a decision? Well, we'll talk about that, the reason why that practice came to an end as we look at chapter 2 uh, next week. Something happens that changes everything. So, thank you for joining um, us today, and I look forward to getting back together with you again next Wednesday. Uh, to prepare for that, why don't you open up Acts chapter 2. Um, might quite possibly be one of the most important chapters in the entire New Testament, if not the entire Bible. Uh, so, make sure that you take a real good read of it. Read it more than once. Look through it, and then let's see what we can pull out of that for next week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.